Namaste, Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your host, Kushal Mehra. All right. Time for the pod- first podcast of the month. And today we're going to be talking about the recently conducted uh, elections in four states and one union territory. And I have with me Adit, who's my favorite election analyst. Adit, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Kushal. Honored and thank you. You consider that you are in a party of two. You and my wife are the only two people. Who <laughs> <laughs> are you sure your wife appreciates your work? <laughs> at, least, at least on camera, I appreciate it. <laughs> Off camera, when my back is turned, I don't know what she says to my mom. I am always, see, Adit always remember, never get so confident when, when it comes to our wives. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. All right. So the so let's do it this way. Obviously, uh, I want to cover all five elections uh, because uh, each and every state and union territory matters. But uh, we're going to go like this. I want to go with the states where supposedly BJP has been pummeled first. And yeah. then we will go to the states where BJP has not been pummeled. So, you know, we want to give more time to where the BJP has been pummeled. So obviously, let's start uh, with Bengal. And in case you're, you know, living under a stone, let me announce the results for you. The final results were Trinamool Congress was 213, BJP was 77. And lo and behold, there were other parties with two seats. (laughs) Yeah. And none of them were Congress or CPIM. (laughs) Yeah. So, so let's start with this. So first, we will not go to BJP and Trinamool. So let's first talk about all the other parties. Adit. So my first question to you is, as far as Bengal is concerned, what do you think this result means to all the other players in Bengal? Um, the basic thing now in Bengal, it's a two-horse two race. It's a two-party race. The Communist Party of India or the left front, which comprises of CPIM, CPI, All India Forward Bloc and other parties, Revolutionary Socialist Party, RSP and others. And the Congress are basically reduced to fringe players. But the 3-4-5% vote hai. So they can at most combine together and get one or two Lok Sabha seats and five or 10 MLA seats in, uh, you know, in future elections. But they are essentially being decimated. Um, the, the, the most interesting part is they included a very communal party like the ISF, ironically, I think Indian Secular Front it's called, um, which is a Islamist party essentially based in certain parts of Bengal. And they also gave them 25 seats. Just, just, just the irony is lost, not lost on us. You just started with the word secular party and then said it is a communal party and it is a religious yeah. party. <laughs> <laughs> So officially it's not, but unofficially you can see when you talk, when you talk to people and things like that, right? So they were hoping that there would be some sort of polarization and they would get some votes because Bengal does have a 25-30% Muslim population, but that didn't happen, right? It it is quite evident that uh, significant portions actually went to the Trinamool Congress. So uh, that is essentially the the Jor Tod ki jo alliance the left Congress ki. You know, left and Congress in the in West Bengal were the oldest enemies because they actually had a very violent past. In you know Siddharth Shankar Ray in the 70s when he was the Congress Congress Chief Minister and then Jyoti Basu, so Bengal in a weird way has seen political violence for like the last 40-50 years, and I honestly don't know why this is sort of pe- like 
if you talk to journalists, they'll say, ah, to history mein. I was like, I don't know why the hell is it acceptable to you? It is unacceptable if it happened 40 years ago. It's unacceptable if it happens now. So that is the uh, uh, two part between Congress and left that they are pretty much gone except for a few pockets. And the leftist biggest vote bank, the Bhadralok, has completely and unequivocally shifted towards Mamata Banerjee. And even and even the uh, sort of vote bank on the rural side has shifted towards the BJP. All right, so th that's very interesting. So yeah, so let's now get into the BJP first. Uh, obviously, uh, as far as uh, uh, TMC is concerned, I want to give them the most uh, amount of minutes because they are the winners, and the winner deserves the most time. So now we go to uh, uh, the loser, uh, the loser that matters which was BJP. So Adit, how do we look at this election? Uh, look, I'll give you my views first. I think uh, uh, I, I, I thought, you know, I was talking to party people also through my sources and BJP was like their internal surveys were giving them around the range of 140 to 160. I was like, okay, maybe the party has it right. I had really no, I do not have a very, you know, highfalutin opinion about any other state in India other than Punjab and Maharashtra. These are the two states that I follow with a passion. Uh, Punjab being, you know, my so-called ethnicity, uh, <laughs> two generations in Mumbai, that is a separate thing. And Maharashtra is my state and especially my city, I understand my city very well. So okay. when I was looking at Bengal, I really had no opinion. And honestly, I did not care also beyond the point. But for the BJP, their internal surveys were also saying, now people so first of all, I want to talk about the all the polls because they all of them got it horribly wrong, as always. So we are not surprised because they always get it wrong even when BJP wins. So they basically are consistent as far as we are concerned. So, but the thing is, the BJP overestimated its relevance in Bengal, in my opinion, significantly more. What is your take as far as the BJP is concerned with the Bengal results? So, I'll tell you this. Um, the day after the results, you know, because I get into vote share and all this, right? And we'll get into vote share in a, in a second when I make this point. Uh, when I was going into it, yeah, I wanted to tweet this out, but I was like, no, I'm going to talk, talk about this on your podcast first, and then I'll tweet out the whole theory about this. Basically, you have to understand your analysis of how the BJP did de depends on one of the three positions that you come from, right? And what are those three positions? One is the position of BJP in 2016, where they got three Vidhan Sabha seats and barely 10, 11% of the 12% of the vote, something like that. So very, um, very, very, very poorly, very average after the 2014 Lok Sabha performance, where they actually got 17% of the vote. The second base position is 2019 Lok Sabha, where they actually got around 40% of the vote and where they got about 18 Lok Sabha MPs, if I'm not mistaken, which is close to around 110, 120 Vidhan Sabha seats, depending on, you know, how you look at the numbers. The third position is the exit poll position and the opinion poll position where a few exit pollsters were giving 160 to 180. And I'm not privy to what the BJP internally uh, had the numbers, but there were a few exit pollsters giving anywhere from 130 to 160. The feeling that you got amongst many BJP leaning or BJP supporting people of despondency or disappointment on election day was because they thought the exit polls and the opinion polls had gotten it right. Right. So in your mind, when you are thinking that they are going to get 160, 170 and they end up with 80, you know, that's a problem. 
if you had asked me like before the election or something i was like great if they can get to 140 and become have a chief minister but just based on the uh, arithmetic demographics and past voting trends i just found it very difficult for them to get and i have two simple reasons for it one in 2019 your face was narendra modi and when you have a strong prime ministerial candidate generally elections start becoming as presidential as you know as you can make them to be in india right so in, in tamil nadu it's always going to be difficult because the and we'll come to tamil nadu when we talk about tamil nadu but in bengal you essentially just had two combinations the led by mamta banerjee and led by narendra modi your member of parliament from trinamool congress you did not have this strong trinamool congress face in the lok sabha still right now no one half the people don't even know who the leader of the uh, uh, party is i think it's uh, um, the uh, the calcutta north mp mukopadhyay or someone is the leader in the lok sabha but what i'm saying is mamta banerjee was she, when she was the mp she would be you know giving these fiery speeches at the lok sabha now the strong trinamool congress leader is in bengal but the strong national leader is in delhi so a lot more people would vote for narendra modi in the lok sabha and tmc in the vidhan sabha i'm talking about the uh, in some pockets i'm not saying this as a broad brush right so that is one part second part is the vote share difference the bjp's vote share dropped from 40% to about 37 to 38% so that 2 or 3% bump that you got that was because of narendra modi and what happened was trinamool's vote share was about 44 45% that went up to 48% so i think that a lot of um, uh, uh, you know some left some left leaning hindus and some uh, muslims who might have voted for the isf or uh, the, like the congress left combination last time they moved to the trinamool congress and that's where you got the bump now when you have a vote differential of 10 or 11% there is no way you can make up so i honestly think that the results could have been a little worse also uh, had you know uh, had this state in like had this played out a little differently but if bjp got the 2 or 3% bump that they got in 2019 they would have comfortably crossed 100 seats yeah so that that's the whole point right which most people refuse to agree uh, and i find it very weird hmm. i guess it comes from not following elections properly or having never worked in an election campaign you know as 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 much as i have worked in my life and i always say five election campaigns mm-hmm. municipal state and national total milake i've seen in all three people think very differently municipal level pe hoga they don't care about the party at all zero interest in what the party is i've seen it with my own eyes they only care about the candidate they strictly look at the candidate they don't care about the party symbol at all maximum there are some party loyalists who will vote for their party come what may but at the municipal level it is the most diluted at the state level the party loyalty does come in but it still gets you know who is the better leader who might be good for my state modi might be the pan india option but this is my state i want to look at who is the better option and unfortunately whether people like it or not you know bjp did not declare i don't think so they declared any face as the cm uh, candidate and now somebody can come back to me and say well they don't do it all the time but the point is you don't have a face and on the other hand you had such a strong personality like mamata banerji so pe- blaming the people is not the right thing people are smart now you know a lot of people are thinking i still maintain agar ek hafte baad lok sabha election ke voting hui 
this pattern will not be maintained people will flip and a lot of people will dump the tmc and go to the bjp because of modi they will dump the, and i am pretty sure that happens and it happens all the time i have seen it in maharashtra i have seen it in many states in india obviously exceptions apply but the norm is wherever modi has his way he he moves the uh, you know uh, as they say i don't know how to say i mean most people don't realize that uh, you know america in sport they have this pay per view model boxing and uh, mma yeah. so pay per view is basically you know who moves the meter the most so conor mm-hmm. mcgregor you know you have any conor mcgregor thing it will have 1 1.5 million pay per view buys so it's okay. like you know who gets the maximum pay per view buys in politics so it's on national election modi gets the maximum pay per views in a state mm-hmm. election the biggest personality in the in that state today being mamta banerji got the maximum buys but mm-hmm. now the thing is then how can a party like the bjp mm-hmm. be so callous see i get it you know no you know, i i you know people this criticism of the bjp is not fair where people say are how can they say they are going to win are yaar that is like expecting a boxer going into the fight yaar main to pitne wala hu are aise koi bol ke jata hai kya everybody is going to go into a electoral pattern saying we are going to win that's not the issue also also i really want to ask if you ask an ndtv journalist what is your honest opinion about pranoy roy are they going to say it? i mean if a bjp spokesperson is obviously going to say that bjp is going to win it is up to the analyst to say that okay theek hai you have a better chance in this seat and stuff i i have no qualms in bjp claiming every party i mean if congress and left when they have a zero plus zero alliance claim that they are going to win yaar koi bhi claim kar sakta hai ki will win you know yeah so but Yeah, but I I I did expect BJP to have. Yeah, जब आपके internal surveys आपको झूठ बोलना शुरू करते हैं ना, I think that is the time when a party and and I'm very open. BJP's internal surveys were giving them a victory. Now they will deny it. They will like Kushal, तुम्हारे पास कोई प्रमाण नहीं है यार छोड़ो यार अभी ये सब तुम ही तुम ही लोग बोलते थे तभी अभी तुम ही लोग हटोगे पीछे वो अलग बात है. Now now let's go into the you know. i don't know what to say the winner of the day the hero of the day the heroine of the day the champ you know the undisputed whatever blah 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 uh, heavyweight champion of the world mamata banerji you know credit to her credit to her party not only did she win she won it better than the last time i mean yeah. she whooped everyone's ass so credit to her now tell me what did she do right in your opinion that she literally swept the floor that not only did she keep bjp down to 77 she basically gave a dhobi pachad to congress and the left hmm. so i think there were two or three things right first of all ek to cheez hai ki she got pretty much unequivocal support from media organizations like telegraph and all that which were local you know i i don't think mamta banerji has any media who has been consistently taking her or you know questions uh, on that second you know she has i mean no doubt about it she is a she is a fiery grassroots leader so ek i think usne 2019 mein apni galtiyon ko accept kiya you know that is the first thing and then she has worked on the jangal mahal area the areas bordering bihar and jharkhand where bjp had a massive strike rate in the lok sabha second and uh, my my um, friend and, and i did a podcast with jay brug who is a sophologist and jay had a very interesting point that in the lok sabha what bjp would have what happened would ha- happen to bjp was ki they would win a lok sabha seat by running up the margins in two vidhan sabha segments but n- not losing by a majority in five vidhan sabha segments right so think about it if one lok sabha seat has seven mla seats 
you lose five by ten thousand votes and you win two others by fifty thousand votes, you still win the Lok Sabha seats by you know a forty fifty thousand vote margin. What Mamta did was she recognized that and she actually in the state election Mamta wins that five to two. So she actually uh, had candidates going there and basically usko one place where BJP I think suffered a little bit was they did not have one face. Whenever you are taking on a strong leader or a opposition face who is being projected, you always need a face to stem the tide or, you know, to get, I mean, we'll come to Tamil Nadu in detail, but why did the AIDMK not do as badly as people said they did it? Because Palani Sami worked on the ground, right? So ultimately, everyone, every analyst you ask, they're like, boss, Anna DMK might have done worse had Palani Sami not been, you know, popular or resonating with the masses, right? Why did NDA win Puducherry? Because Rangaswamy from All India NR Congress was the projected face, right? You don't have to project someone as a chief minister to know. Like in Maharashtra in 2014, everyone and their uncle knew that if BJP wins, 90% it will be Devendra Fadnavis who will become the chief minister after. Right. Even though he was not officially projected, you can see that Devendra Fadnavis had become the face of the party. So I, I person and, and this was this used to be BJP's strength that any election they used to go to, they would always have a face. Rajasthan, you had Vasundra, uh, Madhya Pradesh, you had Shivraj. So I honestly think that might have, you know, not worked in their favor, not having one one single face, you know, taking on Mamta Banerjee on a day in and day out basis. Because then Mamta would have been forced to respond to that face. And suddenly she's giving you as much footage as you are giving her. Yeah, I, I understand that. But you know what disappoints me about the, the Bharatiya Janata Party is that at least you should never underestimate your opponent. Now, you know, Maharashtra is a very good example that you mentioned. Look, the thing about BJP in Maharashtra is it is not just Devendra Fadanvis. You know, they have big leaders like Sudhir Bhav Mungatiwar. Uh, even he was another big leader in, in Maharashtra. Yeah. So then, then you have, uh, you know, Nitin Gadkari, you have big leaders in Maharashtra. You have these leaders at the state level, the Mundes, you know, the Munde family is there, the Mahajan family is there. These people are known in Maharashtra. They are from Maharashtra. They understand Maharashtra. They understand the dynamics of Maharashtra. So the point is that now you, now we have to go into the one thing that I think was probably BJP's mistake because look, the one, you know, kink in the armor in this entire fantastic victory of Mamata Banerjee is, wo khud <laughs> Now, I don't know much about Bengal. So I was talking to a friend of mine, Nirmalya, and he was explaining to me, he's like, she did not lose to BJP. In a weird way, she lost to a local big neta. So, right? Suvendu is a big neta in that area. So I always give the analogy of, let's say, you know, in Thane, in, in the 80s and the 90s, if Anandige Thakur would, would stand up and fight an election, Koi Maikalal Anandige Thakur ko haran nahi sakta. Koi nahi hara sakta tha. Bada sahib khud aajate te, toh bhi nahi hara sakta te. Kyunki har ghar mein Anandige Thakur ki photo hai. Har ghar mein. So now, this is like the Anandige Thakur element beating Mamata Banerjee. Now, in hindsight, then why did the BJP 
यू नो वो बंगाली सिनेमा के जो भी पता नहीं अजीब किस्म के एक्टर एक्ट्रेसेस को सीट इट शोज दैट बीजेपी के पास कैंडिडेट ही नहीं थे सीट देने के लिए बेसिकली या वो तो है लेकिन वो 2014 में महाराष्ट्र में भी यही प्रॉब्लम था दैट दे डिडंट हैव 288 सीट्स व्हेन दे व्हाट 288 कैंडिडेट्स हु कुड विन राइट बिकॉज़ यू हैव देयर आर कैंडिडेट्स एंड देयर आर कैंडिडेट्स देयर आर कैंडिडेट्स हु कैन गेट यू 30% ऑफ द वोट एंड देयर आर कैंडिडेट्स हु कैन एक्चुअली गो एंड गेट यू 45% ऑफ द वोट and that's the difference but i'll tell you one thing about suvendu right what mamata did by taking on suvendu adhikari and it was a close election i mean she lost by 1600 votes is suvendu was focused in i mean wo across bengal campaign kar raha tha par uska jo wo jo belt hai wahan pe jo strike rate bjp ki honi chahiye wo nahi hui so i think suvendu won his own seat and they won a few seats there but bjp was hoping for a strike rate of far greater of 20 30% more than what they actually ended up getting in that region right so that is what um, when you tie down big leaders to one seat one contest or three contests or four contests they are unable to campaign because this is not a walkover right so i honestly think that she lost so it is it is obviously possible to beat mamta you know in in thing but she only lost because she was fighting a very strong state satra like uh, or, or i i i want to say state satra but basically interstate satra like you said nitin gadkari or sudhir mongati were in maharashtra would be i think the strategy for bjp to beat mamta banerjee in the next election is find a strong leader of opposition that takes the fight to mamta because election victory doesn't mean one can paper over the absolute problems that tmc had the excesses that tmc workers have committed post election allegedly committed post elections where there have been targeted violence against the bjp workers there have been horrible cases of molestation some allegations of you know rapes i mean it's absolutely awful the kind of pictures and videos that i have seen coming in from bengal so one cannot so someone needs to be there to take the fight to mamta banerjee and bjp needs to give 5 years to that someone if it's suvendu i don't know who that person will be but they need to be 5 years in the state politics and go why did bjp retain assam right because him although sarbananda sanowal was the chief minister you had himanta biswa sharma actually in in politics of assam you know who ghus gaya the politics mein and you know when they say the devil lies in the details you had the borderland people's front who moved out of the bjp alliance they had another party called ulpp or something like that in the tribal who won 6 out of 8 or 7 out of 8 seats which would have normally gone to bpf and that 10 11 seats who knows could have you know flipped another five more like in the election so i think they need a strong state leader who actually travels to the length and breadth of bengal or mamta ki naak mein dam karke that is what bjp yeah. and and see every state politics has its own uh, is on death right bengali politics is very confrontational yeah. like uh, so yeah, from what i have understood is if the bar of confrontation in 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 maharashtra is yeah. at this meter yeah. it seems like bengal is a notch above in confrontation so yeah, you you got to create that confrontational kind of a, a political leader like maharashtra in the 1960s and the 70s used to be like that right that's why bala saheb thakre came up because he was a confrontational guy he I would mean, be like you know everyone knows what happened during that time right so yeah so that's the thing so i guess they missed out over there now one last question before we move to the next state because uh, we have to cover all the other states also in bengal is now what do you make of this scenario where mamata banerjee has lost now i was listening to the rumors that uh, i think wo mlc ka kuch lafda hai 
उधर शी कांड बी अनॉइंटेड एज द सीएम फॉर द नेक्स्ट 6 मंथ्स सो व्हाट इज गोइंग टू बी द रिपरकशन ऑफ दैट हाउ हाउ पिस्ड ऑफ इज दिस शी गोइंग टू बी एंड शी गोइंग टू यू नो take a you know take it out on uh, on i don't know bjp cadres uh unfortunately i i i find it very like the, the situation that the tm first of all the tmc is mad unko ye laga tha ki agar left ko hara diya to we have a non stop 25 30 i don't think they expected to work this hard uh, five years after they defeated the left so conclusively in 2016 right uh, they, they would have to work this hard uh, to defeat the bjp सो वो थोड़ा ये रिएक्शन खुन्नस का भी है सो इट इज इनकम्बेंट ऑन नरेंद्र मोदी अमित शाह एंड जेपी नड्डा टू इंश्योर द सेफ्टी ऑफ बीजेपी कार्डर्स बिकॉज इट इज अ पॉसिबिलिटी कि वो खुन्नस निकलेगा he would have known you know you get this is the same amount of margin that narendra modi used to pull up in gujarat when he was the chief minister so and you would know and 2007 mein wahi hua tha that everyone every gujarati knew that narendra modi is going to win but yogendra yadav went to gujarat and gave congress and bjp equal margins ironically that also was with rajdeep next to him so ye rajdeep ka kuch <laughs> that we cannot you know he had the similar sort of situation in bengal also so they really need to have a conversation that who are these people you know are they giving them the right feedback from bengal or are they sitting in delhi and analyzing bengal right ye kahan se i mean how can you come up with this number of 160 170 150 and have an 11% vote deficit wo aapko pata chal hi jata hai and when i talked to a lot of pollsters internally they were actually telling me that they don't they, they find it very tough to see how the usme kya hota hai ki in in opinion polls you see bjp coming 100 and then prime minister amit shah they all do rallies and then you see that 2 3% bump which takes you to 120 130 140 so forth but when you are seeing an 11% deficit even after the first two three phases then something is wrong you know something is wrong so that is where um, uh, uh, that is where the real analysis sticks needs to take place but i think mamta agar if she is not able to be the cm it will probably be her nephew or her version of opanir selvam who will become the cm when jalaliza couldn't become <laughs> opanir selvam came so asai kuch hoga something like that yeah i agree all right now let's go to tamil nadu so the results were no sorry kerala i want to go to kerala first So you had CPIM 62, INC 21, CPI 17, IUML 15, KECM 5, uh, BJP a very big, beautiful under, and other parties were 20. So, yes. uh, so, so, I'm going to change the format a little bit now. So, what do you make of Kerala? So, what happened in Kerala? This is uh, no doubt. This is Pinray Vijayan's victory. I mean, no doubt about that, uh, because it, it is not a victory of CPIM. Usne khudne he marshals the troops and he, he did some smart alliances because there is a party called the Kerala Congress Mani, uh, which is KM Mani's party. Uh, 
he is um, which used to ally with the UDF. It is it is a significant holding in the Christian belt, the Kottayam um, uh, belt of you know uh, Kerala people who are familiar with Kerala will know. And they actually aligned with the CPIM this time. His son Joske Mani actually lost uh, from Pala, which is a constituency where uh, his party has won for a like, money won for a record forty years in a row. You know, eight terms nonstop. Um, but they lost. Um, uh, but but because of these smart alliances, actually the Christian vote transferred to the uh, uh, left. So left had this very uh, Congress had this very interestingly weird alliance in Kerala, where they would ally with the Christians there, and then they would ally with the Muslim League in the uh, you know the Alapulla. Uh, uh, I, I forget the Ballapuram area of that, and uh, so they had this. Christians and Muslims and then Congress would have some vote bank in the Hindus and stuff and then they would all combine together and then Umain Chandi and others aka Anthony they were the chief ministers but I think there were a few Hindus that broke away from the Congress as well uh, second I think even though BJP got a zero zero seats their alliance almost got 15 to 16 percent of the votes I, I I forget how much their ally partners SNDP got SNDP got but BJP alone got about 11 and a half percent of the vote share which is very significant so I think the left also won in some seats because BJP actually ended up splitting the vote because there were five or six Vidhan Sabha seats um, uh, Palakkad where East Ritharan was from um, Trisur, where Suresh Gopi was fighting, Nemam, where, which they won last time, where Kumanamam Rajasekharan was fighting. These three seats they won by, they lost by like 3,000, 2,000 votes. One they lost by 500 or less than 1,000 votes. So I wouldn't be too harsh on BJP in Kerala. I think 5,000 votes here, 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 500 votes here, 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 so are you telling me for the first time in their life bjp is also uh, you know getting the uh, the proud tag of vote katua yeah yeah absolutely Dekho, pehla election harne kanshi ram's famous logic pehla election harne ke liye wo last time bjp har gaya nemom jit gaya dusra election harane ke liye to is bar bjp ne congress ko hara diya teesra election jeetne ke liye now we have to see what happens in 5 years yeah, let's see. I, I, I'm not really uh, hopeful. No, I don't think they will win. I don't, I don't think they will win. But if they get to that critical mass of 15-16% vote on their own, then for them to go from 0 to 15 MLAs is actually quite easy. Because they, I can actually count 10 seats on my hand where BJP, there is Manjeshwaram, there is Kalakutu, which is a part of Tiruvannathapuram constituency. And there is no reason why they should not win Tiruvannathapuram this time. Yeah, is, but... But again, the problem with BJP is again in 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 the state of Kerala, who's the face? Then they got. I mean, I mean, I love the man. He did a great job in the you know metro Delhi metro. But come on. Yeah, I mean, let's, that, he let's was not a an older face also. Yeah, and he was not a ground level face. But both of you know, last time, do you know? I, this is a, going to be a trivia question for all the chat members. Do you know who BJP's face in 2016 in West Bengal was as a CM candidate? I have no idea myself. So, what do you think I'll tell you. It was Chandra Kumar Bose. Oh. Yeah, he didn't win his seat. But my point is, so this was this was like the 2021 that Sridharan was more credible face than Chandra Kumar Bose. But I don't think BJP was serious about winning the state. But they did want, they were hoping that he would win his own seat of Palakkad. And uh, this time, he, he lost by some few hundred votes. So he did give a very good fight. 
एज का तो मुझे इतना नहीं है बिकॉज केरला इन ऑल्सो इलेक्टेड अशुतानंदन एट सिमिलर एज एस बी एस ईस्टन एंड ही सर्व फाइव इयर्स Yeah, but then you know, I also would like to call out on the hypocrisy of the BJP that, वैसे 75 and above का rule है, but like mutual funds conditions apply. अरे वो तो of course that was well known, right? But I okay, I don't mind if that 75 and up rule was uh, done for member of parliaments who are not performing in their own seats, senior leaders, and were told to gracefully bow out. You know, I have a lot of respect for Advani ji. I think he's a phenomenal leader, but he was not the Gandhi Nagar MP for a long, long time. ट्रेजर But I'm sorry, that was he. I mean, two election me Gandhi Nagar ka seat aise hi jaane diya, and BJP needed some some sort of face ki jo Gujarat ka connection bhi ho, uske liye. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think that uh, uh, beyond that, I honestly even don't even have many questions on Kerala because this was this was something I had expected. This was yeah. going to happen, but yeah. I'll tell you what. The next state, I did not expect. Hmm. because i think this state means a lot to bjp in my view this is good news for bjp what has happened in tamil nadu so first let's start with what has happened in the two big wigs in the in the in the state down south that is between obviously stalin and on the other side uh, aia dmk and what do you make uh, so do you think stalin would be a happy camper at the end of the day Uh, yes but i'm not so sure the other people in dmk would be happy campers because this just shows that admk is not disintegrated like the dmk would have hoped it would right the the 133 seats and uh, their alliance ended up getting about 155 or something like that with cp uh, or 160 closer to 160 might be very close to what the opinion polls or some of the exit polls predicted but it is a kinder number because a lot of those contests were very closely fought right if you look at the vote share it it was very close and dmk knows this right because there was a time there was a point of time where the dmk alliance was stuck at about 128 to 130 and admk was actually between 100 to 105 the admk led nda alliance and ultimately if if a few thousand votes would have gone from here to there that's how the election would have looked so they should be able to govern very comfortably for the next 5 years and stuff but the admk is not gone and if they actually screw up in the next 5 years admk is going to be coming back with a thumping majority right mm-hmm. and tamil nadu like kerala has uh, i mean kerala repeated its leader this time uh, uh, but tamil nadu has never uh, repeated a government till jayalalitha last time in 2016 and this time they got very close to doing it again so for a party that has never won two terms you know to win a third term was very very you know credible uh, second thing is admk what will do is if admk drop below 30 or 
Sasikala and these others, this TTV Dinakaran and others would have actually had a credible uh, uh, thing to come in and take over the DMK or take over the leadership position. Now, the EPS OPS alliance, right? They have both of them have a same similar relation in Tamil Nadu to what Vajpayee Advani had in the BJP, right? Both are like one and two, with, which are kind of interchangeable. Um, uh, I think that relationship is set to continue. And what is going to happen is they will not break the alliance with the BJP because even though they are out of power with BJP, they get this national party, they get a, a sort of a credible bank to run a campaign in Tamil Nadu and BJP will get what it's looking for in a long time is a proper long-term ally in Tamil Nadu because before BJP was either without allies or every five years there was a rotation in every five years that sometimes DMK or sometimes ADMK ke paas and uh, that is that is the i think where dmk where admk lost the most is where there were direct fights between anna dmk and dmk a lot of people preferred dmk because dmk did have a you know legacy leader uh, they had been out of power for 10 years so the novelty factor bhi rehta hai ki you know a lot of first time voters might actually go towards dmk which they may not have seen you know government and and stalin didn't do that bad as the mayor of chennai right so stalin is not karunanidhi or kanimori Stalin is not the fiery Dravidian politician that his dad or his sister would be. Karunanidhi's legacy, this, uh, I am not going to say anti-Hindu legacy, but to some extent it was. Uh, you know, the legacy of militant atheism and all that, that probably Kanimori will be more, you know, uh, ideologically attuned to what Karunanidhi espoused in his youth than Stalin is. Stalin hasn't been the same. So I don't think that that is, uh, this is some big ideological win uh, for the periorites of the, you know, Tamil Nadu or something. I think this might be, a, and he is smart. That is why he inserted his son in. Udenidhi Stalin was given the Chikok seat because Stalin is not young. He's 68. He'll be 73 by the next time. So, uske paas ek ya do term hai maximum. And he wants his own son to come rather than his own sister. So, that is also, the DMK family feud is going to intensify in two years. Hmm. And, and that will be interesting. And one thing is, and I think Stalin is secretly very happy that he doesn't have to depend on Congress to stay in power. Because his relay, his conduit with the Congress was his sister Ganimori. It's like it is said, the rumors are that she would ring up Sonia Gandhi if Congress was being too difficult and ally and things like that. So if, if that breakup happens before 2024, if Rahul Gandhi is still the face and is sort of damaged goods in Tamil Nadu, then um, uh, you might see a very interesting three-cornered contest in some seats in Tamil Nadu. No, that, that would be a perfect scenario uh, in Tamil Nadu. And uh, I think it would actually benefit BJP the most in this in this kind of a scenario, if it is a proper three-cornered fight. But you know, w w what does it say about the Congress? I mean, okay, you know what, let me put this on, on the later later part of the chat that that could be the last because i want to dedicate my uh, my love and attention to the congress party they just <laughs> they're just a gift that keeps giving but now i want to talk about something serious you know to me in this entire election the one thing that stood out for me was bjp's performance in the state tamil nadu okay puducherry is there you know you can say some of the after effects of tamil nadu always go up to no no, no no and, and vice versa no i know i know huh. but i know but, i know but there is some overlap, right? There's always some kind of overlap. But the point is to win four seats. And I'll tell you the happiest thing for me in this entire election was Kamala Hassan losing. And that <laughs> in a straight contest. And yeah. BJP winning in a straight contest. 
look there is hope and it also kind of in my opinion shows that the bjp has started making inroads finally in southern india it may not reflect in the immediate future in terms of actual electoral gains in terms of seats but the bjp is now becoming a force to reckon with and everybody should take them seriously i know they got walloped in bengal uh walloped from the sense of what they were expecting but That's the point is now it's a it's a calibration of expectations if you look yeah. from 3 to 80 it's not a walloping and 38% vote share is not at all a walloping in my opinion yeah but look they are the ones who created the aura mm. around them right they are the ones who created the aura of 200 so mm. if you create a standard then you are walloped it, it's a plain and simple i, I don't care I, this is my view of looking i would say the bjp got walloped but to me the most heartening thing Hmm. is the way bjp has kind of come up in tamil nadu so what do you make of how things look for bjp as of now very very promising um it's also not just the four seats that they won they gave a fierce contest in four or five others right where where you at one point of time you had bjp leading in six or seven seats and pmk leading in seven or eight seats right so the, PMK is a, a, a party run by the Ramados. Anubhumani Ramados, you guys remember, was a you know health minister. They are based in northern Tamil Nadu, and there is a Vanniyar community where they are you know their vote base is. Now a lot of last time P, PMK and BJP both got got big zero in in Tamil Nadu elections, and they have been in alliance. PMK usually has rotated between DMK and NDMK, but what this has done is now this has solidified the alliance between the PMK. bjp and admk so this alliance is set to stay in tamil nadu bearing some you know cataclysmic event or something like that ne- next comes the bjp in 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 term of um, getting the seats out of those 20 seats that were given a few were just impossible for them to win they were given in dmk strongholds like khushbu sundar was i think fighting uh, one of the stalins right thousand lights in chennai and there were there were a few seats that were just impossible so the real chance that bjp had was to make an impact in 12 to 13 seats maybe about 14 seats usme if you are giving a serious contest in 9 or 10 seats and then you know uh, winning four of them it's fantastic and ye kahan jeete wo bhi important hai so coimbatore south so coimbatore is one seat that bjp actually had won in the lok sabha in 98 and 99 uh, i think if i'm not mistaken pk kumar mangalam was the mp or, or maybe he won another no maybe pk kumar mangalam won another um, seat but coimbatore they had won before um, uh, then again nagarkoil right they have won kanyakumari lok sabha seat before but nagarkoil they had uh, nainar nagendran who are, so these are credible leaders these are lo- uh, you know vasanthi um, uh, won against kamalasan so these are local faces they are winning so they can actually work on the ground and expand the party to like other seats right so coimbatore is a fantastic place where bjp can expand its footprint and i'll say one statement make one statement here and i'm making it in full seriousness the only way forward to for bjp in tamil nadu is to expand under the anna dmk umbrella they are not going to go from 4 to 44 in the next election but they will go from 4 to 12 12 to 20 20 to this is a long term game because ultimately your dependence in the hindi belt or the great strike rate that you get in the hindi belt 
is sort of a negative impact in Tamil Nadu because they try you know there are dravidian parties who you know are a bjp trying hindi hindi hindustan you know or hindu hindi hindustan kind of thing and which is not true at all but it sticks unfortunately that's just how messed up our politics is right so to get rid of that you need state leaders who are seen for 15 years 20 years things like that and then the irony is bjp has almost no base in tamil nadu on four mlas RSS is one of the biggest networks in Kerala. BJP gets about 11, 11 and a half percent votes in Kerala. Lot more than they do in Tamil Nadu on their own, right? Yet BJP doesn't win a seat. So that's just the dichotomy of the first past the fourth system. Yeah, uh, it, that that's fine. I think uh, I mean, look at Mayawati. She gets such a huge chunk of votes in UP, but she doesn't convert them these days into seats, yeah. right? So yeah. it, it, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. But yeah, so I think to me, the shining light in this entire process was—I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm not considering Assam of the other four options—was definitely Tamil Nadu and the BJP results in there. But now let's go to Puducherry. So a union territory, albeit, but I think a good performance by BJP over there too. So the final results in uh, in Puducherry were uh, as. Uh, Uh, AINRC was ten, BJP six, DMK six, INC two, mm-hmm. and uh, other parties were six. So I think this was another heartening uh, result for the BJP. Now, uh, what was your analysis of this union territory? I think a good result. Congress had virtually given up. Like Narayan Swamy, their the chief minister didn't even contest this time. He led a disastrous government, and this was one of the few governments, the Congress government, that actually lost the no confidence motion six months before the election. I mean, yeah. how bad do you have to be to actually lose the no confidence motion right before you are going for re-election? Mm, so that's so true. That was there, um, but I think this is another thing. This is this means that BJP is guaranteed a Lok Sabha seat there. Uh, the DMK's presence has been curtailed because DMK is now seen as an offshoot. You know, like a, even though they won six MLAs, it is seen as sort of an outpost of the Congress Party in Puducherry, and now BJP has expanded to the. you know another another place they got a foothold in puducherry because now again they have formed a sort of a reliable ally in the all india nr congress you know and rangaswamy's party and if you notice both of them alone crossed the 15 mark i think admk got zero out of the three seats they got but that bjp accommodated anna dmk in puducherry tells me that they have they have sort of reached to a formal understanding of the state of tamil nadu and the territory of puducherry and i think the windfall of this we should see in the next lok sabha where they actually i think might end up doing better than what people think they would yeah i think uh, that would be by and large uh, accurate okay now we go to the final state uh, like i said i'm going to keep the good good result for bjp in the end that was mm-hmm. assam so In Assam, you had BJP getting 60 in Indian National Congress 29, AIUDF 16, AGP 9, BPF 4, and other parties were 8. Obviously, this was a fantastic result for the Bharatiya Janata Party. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to start with not your overall analysis, but I'm going to start with something that I find very weird, you know, especially on social media. The narrative is always mm-hmm. anything good that happens, it is Modi ji's victory. Anything bad that happens, it is the local person's loss. ये तो ये सेटिंग सबसे बेस्ट है तो अगर बंगाल इधर स्टिक टू बंगाल इज द लॉस ऑफ मोदी देन असम इज द विक्ट्री ऑफ मोदी बट आई बिलीव दैट इट इज अ बिट ऑफ एवरीथिंग सो बट इफ यू आस्क मी डोंट यू थिंक द रियल क्रेडिट 
for Assam goes to that one man who controls that area very well, Himanta Biswa Sarma. Uh, yes, and also uh, alliances. Sarvananda Sonowal has actually led a good government in Assam, very stable government. Um, uh, the thing is, because BJP is not in a simple majority, right? It's only a few short, but it has 60 seats, right? The 64 would be a good number, but their coalition with AGP is very, uh, very stable. Their uh, last time, this time it was a little rickety because BPF left. And BP have got 12 MLAs with them. So they thought that BJP and AGP would be about 60, 68, right? And if a few seats go this way, they would be around 60, 62. So where will they make up the other five? No. What ended up happening is along with uh, their other new ally, the UL, ULPP or something, they almost got two-third majority in Assam. So they got about 75 seats, which is close to 80, which is the two-third majority. So that, that is actually a very uh, uh, very good result for them. This also means that the whole hawa that Congress actually spread, the Congress with the Hindu vote and Badruddin Ajman with the Muslim vote, if they combine, they will defeat the BJP's absolute horseshit because they didn't even get like 45 seats or 50 seats. I mean, they, they got wiped out. And even though they had a strong tribal ally in BPF, the Congress alliance did not do as well as they hoped. <clears throat> this is excellent news for BJP in Lok Sabha because this virtually means that with Himanta and Narendra Modi as the national face, they are going to win you know, 10 out of 14 in the Lok Sabha at least. Um, the challenge before BJP is, do you make Himanta the CM of Assam? Do you make him into a cabinet minister? Right? I personally think he should be just a strategist or something and i have a, a, a sort of a sort of a you know to use an nfl terminology a hail mary i think someone like him should be actually give, be put in charge of west bengal and um, and 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 have a strong face you know running the campaign the uh, election like the 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 fight to mamta banerjee from west bengal and then have a strong strategist like himanta biswa to be running the state of west bengal that is the role that he, he is probably going to be excel the most. Agar aap usko doge in the ministerial chair and stuff like that, yes, usko but now it might actually not be to BJP's advantage. Yeah, but I honestly think the most of the credit goes to that man for you know getting this victory done for BJP. Obviously, your alliances are there, your math mm -hmm. is there, you, you you what kind of alliances you strike and stuff like that matters. But yeah, I think this is. I don't know what the BJP is going to do. I think most probably they're going to give him a big, you know, cabinet uh, ministry or something of that sort. Not that he doesn't deserve it. I think he's brilliant, uh, you know, at a, at a strategic level, the way he addresses, uh, you know, questions posed to him. He's very cutthroat, doesn't care. And, uh, you know, he does his own thing. So so that that is there. But I don't know how much of a influence he would have on Bengal, if you ask me. No, but uh, I, I don't think, know. No, I don't think it's personal. I think they just might need an outsider with a great election experience or something to actually take the fight. You know, because uh, one is strategic dimag, another is political mind. You know, just a fresh perspective. Because whoever was in charge of Bengal, this is sort of a setback for them also, right? And after setbacks, people who have suffered a setback do not think the same way as an outsider would. So this is my sort of a radical suggestion. If if they were to you know invest in strong state leaders and have uh, someone from the outside, not you know, this used to be BJP's old strategy. Now I think Abhimanyu, he the election in charge of the place is always someone who's not locally from that place, so they don't play favorites. 
Bengal it was Kailash Vijay Varghi, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, now I want to have a discussion because you know you can never have a discussion without dedicating a you know a proper section to the Indian National Congress. Ah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, what the hell is wrong with this party? They, मतलब, I think Congress, मतलब, Rahul Gandhi got under in Bengal. He is saying, वाह दीदी क्या जीती हो तुम? तू मतलब क्या कर रहे हो? मम्मी मम्मी मैं क्लास में फिफ्थ आया बेटा स्टूडेंट कितने थे मम्मा पांच <laughs> हम लेकिन फर्स्ट की पार्टी में जाएंगे वो केक खिलाएंगे हमें क्या हो रहा है ये आप क्या हो रहा क्या कांग्रेस के साथ मतलब सेट क्या गए हैं क्या ये लोग सो द सिंपल द शॉर्टर क्वेश्चन वुड बी व्हाट इज राइट विद द कांग्रेस एंड द शॉर्ट आंसर टू दैट इज नथिंग बट आई विल टेल यू व्हाट इज रॉन्ग विद द कांग्रेस The problem is Rahul Gandhi actually the, the attitude that some people might have, and I honestly don't think that attitude prevails in BJP. That one credit is only leader's fault, or loss's fault. You know, blame mat do. But Rahul Gandhi, Congress me, abhi hai. I think Congress, in their wisdom or lack thereof, thought that they had a chance in Kerala. So Rahul Gandhi ko ab Kerala me rallies karne do. And um, uh, in, in Tamil Nadu, and Tamil Nadu, obviously everyone knows that it was because of Stalin they were, and not because of you know Rahul Gandhi. Um, in Assam and West Bengal, I think the problem is that they really don't know what they stand for. Are they a party? Are they a party of you know um, a certain subsection of the society, or are they a party who's just going to ally with even? blatantly openly communal islamist party just to you know get to power right so what do what do the congress what does the congress stand for right now they have no credibility amongst the hindus they have no credibility amongst the muslims because essentially even if muslim voters in certain areas want to vote strategically against the bjp the congress is not seen as an alternative so they are looking for other alternatives so that under rahul gandhi the party isn't standing for anything you have those g23 or g23 leaders In the um, saying that we are going to rebel, but rebel is not doing it. Six months later, this election has been won, but still not rebel. You have Rahul Gandhi who said that I will not be president. Yet these guys keep nominating him or Sonia Gandhi as the working president. In this fallacious belief that the Gandhi family is some sort of a glue that keeps everyone together. What they really need is one or two faces nationally who are willing to lose elections continuously for five years, but build the party organization and build the party credibility. Right now, the Congress's issue is an organization. Unki pas 20 percent vote hai. Their issue is credibility. No one trusts them. No one is openly willing to say, even if they are Congress voters, you know, that Congress is a better alternative to BJP as in the state or the center. आप गुजरात में ही आ जाओ आई टॉक अबाउट गुजरात वेरी ओपनली बिकॉज कांग्रेस हैज बीन इन ऑपोजिशन फॉर सिंस 1995 और 97 पच्चीस साल के ऊपर हो गए मेरे को मालूम क्लोज टू क्लोज टू अभी ट्वेंटी एनिवर्सरी नेक्स्ट ईयर आएंगी उनकी व्हेन गुजरात गोज टू पोल्स अगेन सो बिटवीन एज पार्टी प्रेसिडेंट दे डोट है 
there were a couple of local leaders lekin unko kar dene and then last year they said ki hum log radical outside suggestion laate what was the radical outside suggestion hardik patel as a congress president usne itna bura kiya that mr rupani who was not doing as well as you know politically he was fighting eight by elections congress is like hum log teen char to jeet hi jayenge they lost all eight not a single one and a few of them were like how the hell can you lose these seats so the hardik patel is gone so if you don't invest in local leadership who is willing to lose elections but willing to you know do the hard work fit hoga hi nahi na it's not going to happen and and another one last thing i'll say is there are all these mps that used to be congress mps in the 80s 90s and mlas unke bete some of them most of them are worthless who are now congress vice presidents local presidents you know mlas and stuff and they have their own five six chamchas they still uh, uh, they still demand sort of a uh, uh, say with the gandhi family and that is what's uh, uh, wrong with the congress ki abhi bhi xyz ka beta agar hai to usi ko seat denge they will not see that this is this guy is you know a dumb person he is not that but because he is a part of the rahul kotri he will keep getting you know seats and stuff आपने मध्य प्रदेश में क्या किया ज्योतिरादित्य सिंधिया लेफ्ट फ्रॉम कांग्रेस टू बीजेपी बिकॉज मध्य प्रदेश हैज लाइक सम एट और सेवन लीडर्स राइट तो जब मुझे याद है कि इलेक्शन यू रिमेम्बर रणदीप सुरजेवाला स्पोर्ट्स पर्सन ऑफ कांग्रेस हाँ अभी भी वो एमएलए है तो आई इन मध्य प्रदेश अर्नब और समन वुड आस्किंग हु इज योर फेस यू नो एंड इज लाइक अर्नब वी डोंट है Our leaders are Shri Jyotiraditya Sindhya, Shri Ar uh, uh, Arjun Singh, का जो भी बेटा था, Shri Kantilal Bhuria, Shri this, Shri Digvijay Singh, Shri that. He would say eight Shri's in one in one breath, and I'm like, how can you be taken seriously if you have eight leaders when you are asked who is your one leader? Yeah, so Congress, by the way, Congress has come down to this. I think Congress, uh, it's one thing is very clear, is the BJP wants to win. Two thousand twenty-four handsomely, and if the BJP wants to win every state, it has to somehow make sure that it is a BJP versus Congress competition. That seems to benefit the BJP the most. I mean, Rahul Gandhi has the you know Midas touch where वो ऐसा पनोती है वो जिधर जाता है वो BJP का भला करता है. So it, it is actually unbelievable that. Uh, so I love the fact that Rahul Gandhi uh, does that. so i think congress kaisi bjp has to make sure rahul gandhi stays uh, the you know the president of congress and the face of the congress forever but now let me start taking a few questions so let's start uh, okay okay let's start from the bottom okay all right so let's start with this so somebody has asked with respect to demographics is mamta banerjee the last hindu cm of bengal uh, i think no but anyways what do you think i absolutely no, um i honestly think bjp has a chance in bengal i don't think this is an election lost because of demographics or something i yeah. think there is 20 or 30% of the bengali hindu voters that actually went to mamta banerjee the issue is see if you look at it bjp really needs if bjp had repeated its 2019 performance right uh, they would have got about 100, 110 to 120 seats so then we would have mm-hmm. got a whole different narrative so demographics utna to change nahi hua that you cannot repeat your 2019 performance yeah. I, there needs to be a rest like basically strategic rethinking ki how to approach state elections differently from national elections also yeah. this is a pandemic election so i don't know if the pandemic the second wave actually the last few phases played you know uh, a thing because i i'll tell you one thing basically what happened was 
the first four phases were bjp strongholds the last four were mamta strongholds in the first four phases they were expecting bjp was expecting an 80 to 90% strike rate but mamta ended up being 50 50 the last four mm. presidency region out of like 108 or 9 mamta got like 75 80s so when you mm. have that so this that, that is why i keep drawing similarities to gujarat in 2007 and 12 that what mr modi would do is Saurashtra is where Congress would be in fight with the uh, Saurashtra and parts of South and North Gujarat, the rural parts. Congress would be a 50-50, or BJP would win them 55-45. But in urban centers, which is about 40% of Gujarat seats, the BJP would win them 80-20. So when you do 80-20, आपको two-third majority मिल जाएगी. And that's exactly what Mamta did. The urban Kolkata, North Paragana, 24 Paragana, South 24, Kolkata, Hooghly, all those uh, places, Mamta ran up the table. Mm. All right. This this next question is: Do you think the narrative of subaltern Hindutva failed? Did BJP uh, did not do enough to garner supports uh, support and votes from uh, the the SCST OBC castes? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think. I think they did. Uh, they 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 got a lot of support from it. Now they might not have gotten as much as they did in 2019, and that could have been also because the Lok Sabha MPs that they might have failed as candidates might not have been that popular as they might have thought it would. Because I think only two of them won, right? So that is that is what it's going to happen. But I think that this is this is 38 percent vote share is a solid foundation loss, and if 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 BJP is to stay and dig in, I think that. It won't take them long to go from 38 to like 42, 43, and that is the election essentially. That four or five percent swing. Fair enough. Uh, then someone has asked, do you think the BJP failed in their formula of globalization with localization in terms of elections? A strong local face should have directed its conquest. I think we did cover this, so uh, so we don't need to cover that. I mean, somebody is, I think, obsessed with Dilip Ghosh. They're just going to read it. <laughs> Dilip Ghosh. I personally don't know much about Dilip Ghosh. I mean, that oh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Apparently, yeah. he's in nexus with Mamata Banerjee. I don't care. I, I mean, I, I really don't, don't care. Yeah. I mean, yeah. these are just claims. I mean, what am I going to do about it? Maybe he is. There are many theories about all politicians. I mean, I don't know. Um, so, I don't know. Well, whatever. So, somebody has said, "Do you think Indian elections will ever overcome the influence of crony capitalism?" Uh, I don't know. Do you think there is an influence of crony capitalism in Indian uh, no, in I India disproportionately have... more than any other country? No, no. In India, we have influence of crony socialism. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Before we even get to crony capitalism, I think Indian elections need to eliminate crony socialism. The culture of sops. Once that goes, uh, you know, crony capitalism. So what is it? A little bit. I mean, it is going to have till India has these gigantic MLAs and MP constituencies. It is going to be very hard for people without financial backing to fight elections or without raising money. Uh, if you really ask me, the solution to this is Lok Sabha ke MPs zada kar do. पंद्रह पंद्रह लाख दस दस लाख की कॉन्स्टिट्यूंसीज है यू आर नॉट गोइंग टू बी एबल टू यू नो कवर देम इफ योर नंबर ऑफ एम पीज आर जस्ट डबल क्योंकि वो तो दे आर ऑल लाइक मेयर ऑफ न्यूयॉर्क 
elections. There, there, a lot of money is going to. But if you look at local uh, MLC polls, uh, not MLC, I'm sorry, uh, municipal polls, they are actually fought on very small issues. Here, there is no water. There is no garbage. 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 so somebody has asked the do these election results give regime change operation of former ground especially if you believe the second wave was unleashed rather than emerged regime change nationally ke kaun si regime change why i'm not i'm also confused i mean yeah uh, <laughs> unless they want to change what the energy's regime right after she was elected <laughs> yeah i mean that's no, kind of I mean, silly no i don't think this is grounds for regime yeah. change nationally at all only probable regime change you can uh, kind of assume right now would be maybe maharashtra and even then i mean the alliance i mean so i was in maharashtra last year february 2020 and I, uh, people were asking me if the alliance is going to break and i'm like uh, i don't think so and they're like why i was like because they are not joined by politics corruption and all that wo to hai they are joined by another thing political survival and that is a very strong glue because if they break up then bjp is going to romp back to power in maharashtra so the but but what what might break this alliance up is the bmc elections next year because i really don't see shiv sena fighting in mumbai in alliance with ncp i mean i hope they do because if they fight in alliance with ncp and congress you and i both know bjp is coming back to power in bmc with a romping majority all right so so, so you know bmc as far as i'm concerned bmc is uh, crystal clear adit mm-hmm. uh shiv sena has a very strong hold on the ground in mumbai in terms of bmc and you know municipal issues are concerned uh but i still think you know agar recent by elections jo ek lok sabha ek vidhan sabha uh aur kuch municipalities mein jo ho raha hai ya panchayats mein hua hai maharashtra mein don't be surprised if bjp comes up a lot in maharashtra uh, as far as i am concerned uh, i think all right another interesting question actually you kind of covered it so i don't know if you can add more will aia dmk allow bjp to usurp it as the senior ally partner at four seats bjp aren't a threat but at 20 they could be uh, you know uh you know a serious threat and also i i i actually think this is a valid point and this is something that they're always going to be concerned about right they're not going to let bjp go above a point I, i'll give you another analogy parallel analogy punjab akalis and bjp kabhi bhi did you notice a sikh face was never allowed to come up in the bjp because bjp was like okay hinduon ko aise pakad ke rakho और सिखों को अकाली पकड़ के रखेंगे वी ऑल नो दैट वाज द द स्ट्रेटजी देयर राइट वेल ओके सो दैट बट बिकॉज़ दैट इज एन अलायंस दैट वाज एन अलायंस आल्सो सीप्ड इन दिस होल रूरल अर्बन डिवाइड एंड सॉर्ट ऑफ अ रिलीजियस थिंग आल्सो दैट बीजेपी वाज गेटिंग द हिंदू अर्बन वोट्स इन पंजाब एंड अकाली वाज गेटिंग द सिख वोट्स राइट इन देयर इज नो सच अलायंस लाइक दैट बिटवीन द बीजेपी एंड अन्ना डीएमके इन तमिलनाडु राइट where bjp is getting a votes of a certain there is that alliance between the pmk and the anna dmk in tamil nadu right uh, second 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 thing and this is this is a major thing uh, the reason why bjp will not uh, uh, i don't think bjp will get to that critical point of 30 40 seats for the next one or two elections in tamil nadu and for that to happen for bjp to become a senior ally you also need a stronger face uh, i mean As strong as strong a face as Narendra Modi, 
who's leading will narendra be modi be leading bjp again 10 years from now i am not so sure like you know so that is that is the i mean i don't know but i'm not so sure that he's going to be doing that so if that that if that happens um uh, i i don't see them coming but i do see a bjp uh, subsuming a lot of other local parties within its own fold or it's going to be like bjp might be in company doing acquisitions in tamil nadu where if a party with a leader you know goes and there are cadres or something they might go into bjp and that's how it might expand its geographical footprint so they might go to 30 seats 35 seats 40 seats kind of things like that yeah so somebody has said you know as a tamilian why should i vote for the bjp we already have the second best healthcare one of the best education systems and the second best economy <laughs> it's well the, the whole thing is it's it's not just about that right it's not just about that it's about you give i mean and i'm not a bjp spokesperson so you'll have to ask that question to bjp that but ultimately you give you give votes to any political party or leaders based on what they can do based on what you have not for maintaining what you have so if you think they can actually advance you know what what it is the situation better than what it is then you can vote for them but there, there is some point to that but very interesting is even though dmk and anna dmk have shared power in tamil nadu sort of the development has gone on more or the same but the problem with dmk is also the cultural aspect that they have not been a, uh, a sort of very the karunanidhi dmk has not been very open to you know a lot of hindus and stuff like that although they have a very uh, religious leaders and so some of their statements have been crazy and then of course a rajas factor but one thing kushal and think about this right tamil nadu is one state in india that for the last from 1969 or 70 till 2016 46 years they only had three chief ministers which of the state in india has had that just three chief ministers yeah that's true it's it's right. <laughs> yeah so one last question before we wrap it up i mean uh, I, i'll make it all so like i said you know i have no answers for uh, dilip ghosh so i don't speak for them somebody had made a comment do you think the bjp misses a uh, communicator and strategist like pramod majan oh hell yes is my answer uh, pramod ji was uh, a great leader and you know national level pe bahut tha So somebody has just asked a decent question. I actually, you know, I think yeah, how do absolutely. we get 50 decent politicians who have a vision to make India first world and create an ecosystem which is like Silicon Valley mm-hmm. and an industrial uh, combo which is uh, like China? All we have is cutting in the sissies who do nothing. <laughs> I just found it so funny. Cutting in the sissies who do nothing. <laughs> This is your last question. We end on an auspicious note of cutting in the sissies. <laughs> I so I, I mean I I don't even know how can how how I can top the question. But I, see, first to the Pramod Mahajan question, right? I think obviously BJP needs uh, that they maybe they might be needing more leaders like that on on a very sort of a deal dealing sort of things of how to get things passed, right? Because the art of getting deals, how Atalji got. things passed with 182 mps a lot of that credit lies to uh, pramod mahajan advani and lk advani ji and arun jetli but pramod mahajan also lost the 2004 elections for the bjp he too made one bad call so 
I don't think election losses necessarily, but would if if he was around, would he be a part of the national BJP? Hell yes, he would be, right? So I think election losses happen and stuff. You have to look at the greater how you bounce back from it, right? Mm -hmm. Now coming back to the whole development thing, there are two or three things there, right? It's 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 a path you choose. So is the path only seeped in how you? maximize electoral victories and you know convert that into Rajya Sabha seats and basically roll the loss through or are you going to take a back seat and be like okay I'm going to be you know I'm not going to be a politician now I'm just going to reach out I'm, I'm, I'll do this I'll do that 20% um, and then that's how I'll pass the law right unfortunately that the latter is what has happened in India for the last 20 years the former, which I said about political victory, is what Narendra Modi is attempting to do. So in the battle of two narratives, what, what will happen remains to be seen. Because Narendra Modi learned his lesson in 2015 when he tried to pass the land acquisition bill and all the people who supported it in principle just made a U-turn the minute it was tabled in the Lok Sabha and Rajya Sabha. Right? Mm. And that is when Narendra Modi took a very crucial, uh, I wouldn't say U-turn, but a slight left turn from hardcore market capitalist politics in, in Gujarat to left of center narrative because he noticed that the, that economic class all across India was an instant vote bank. And that's what happened in 2019. They became BJP's base and everything else actually added on top of it. No, I, I, I agree with you. And uh, uh, now that the shit storm of the second wave has hit us, and mm -hmm. now that the economy is going to go down a little bit and, you know, the middle class is angry with Modi right now. <laughs> oh boy, get ready for social welfare schemes in the next two years. Modi is not going to lose 2021. He is going to open the coffers and give everything away. Low, low, low. So I, I always say the years 2012, 17, 2022, five years are the, uh, uh, those are the key. So 2022 is going to be key with Gujarat, Punjab, Uttar Pradesh, Uttarakhand, all of them going to polls. And the reason I say it is because UP is the biggest state in uh, that goes to polls in February. And BMC and MCD also go to polls in 2022. So it's basically everywhere, um, uh, you know, the where the BJP strongholds are, those are going to polls. And if BJP can retain UP and Gujarat both next year, that would mean great news for them. If they cannot, or if it's a contest, then you you're going to see a completely different strategy from December 2022. So the next 18 months are going to be crucial as they're all going to lead up to what happens in December 2022. I can tell you one thing with confidence. Punjab me to bure pitenge. But Punjab me to the bhi nahi na. They only had one MLA last year. Jo 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 bhi halat bahut kharab ho gayi. Samajh nahi raha. Jo samajh nahi raha. Jo the us pe bhi pit jayenge. <laughs> I could be wrong and I'll eat crochet, but I'm telling you, I could be wrong and I'll and all that kind of thing. If someone had said Narendra Modi is going to be prime minister in two and a half years with 282 seats, you know, but it did happen. So I the one thing I know for sure in Indian politics, six months is a lifetime. Kuch bhi ho sakta hai. That's true. That's true. All right. I think that is a perfect uh, time to end the podcast in Indian politics. Six months is a lifetime. So Adit, as always, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast and breaking down all the elections uh, as always. So uh, mm -hmm. 
you know until the, the next bout of elections come uh, once again thank you very much thank you thank you for having me kushal all right guys time to wrap today's podcast up uh, as always thanks a lot for supporting the podcast please like the video subscribe to the channel leave a comment there share it with others if you want to support the podcast you can become a member of the youtube channel or subscribe on patreon you can send direct donations to kushal mehra at icici and buy the charvak podcast merch uh, i'll see you guys next time uh, i think i might have one podcast one, one more podcast lined up this week or maybe next week Until then namaste take care goodbye